The Black Caps will usher in a new split captaincy set up when the opening test against Pakistan begins in Karachi on Boxing Day. After six years leading the side in all three formats, Kane Williamson has opted to step down as test match skipper. He's been replaced by veteran seam bowler Tim Southey and says it was a decision made after several months of talks with New Zealand cricket. I do love captaincy and the elements that it brings, but it does um, require that energy. And so I've never seen it as a forever job as well. So actually just taking a little bit of that off and sharing that, I think is important. So it actually came down to a little bit looking at next year um, with the World Cup around the corner and basically it, it unfolded like that. So for me, it's a tough decision purely with the attachment to and love for the, the test game. And I see it as the pinnacle, but also, I see, you know, that real positive element. And joining us now is sports reporter Clay Wilson. OK, Clay, a lot of chatter about this for a while. So why is it happening now and why test match cricket? Yeah, it's probably been a couple of years that this has been discussed, talked about at various levels. But Kane Williamson, as he's very good at doing on the field, has played a straight bat, padded away these questions very uh, adeptly. It's got to a point now where I think probably the schedule is so busy and he's at a stage of his life, he's 32 years old now, that they think this is the right time to do it. He's also, the last 12 months, his form has been up and down by his own lofty standards. I mean, by other people's standards, he'd probably be pretty happy with it, but he has had his struggles with form and also with injury. How much that came into it, he wasn't really saying. But when you think about how busy the schedule is and all the responsibilities that come with being a captain, not only are you playing yourself, you have the to have to take charge of the tactics on the field, the tactics off the field, the media, the marketing responsibilities that come with that. And as a test match captain, the game goes for five days sometimes. So it's a lot on one person. He's also a father now. Um, so a lot that comes into it in terms of trying to prolong his career, I guess. That's the idea of this. They want to prolong his career at international level and continue and hope he continues playing at a high standard. Um, interesting and this is that they've gone for Tim Saudi as a replacement because the person that they've, that's mostly stepped into this role when Kane Williamson hasn't kept in the test team and has been absent has been Tom Latham. Mm-hmm. Tom Latham's also younger at 30 years old. Tim Saudi, 34. Quite a, an older age to be taking over as a test captain, you would think, but obviously has that experience, so they seem to be happy with that decision. Doing something like this, splitting their captaincy up, it's really following the lead of a lot of the other big teams around the world and also other teams have done or are in the process of splitting also the coaching role and that did come up today about coach Gary Stead and what would be happening with him and here's what David White had to say basically confirming that that was on the cards for the Black Caps. Gary's current contract runs through to the Cricket World Cup in 23 but we have had conversations about that possibility in the future. I think it's something that might happen in the future. But like all things we do, we kind of discuss it as a group. It's not one person making a unilateral decision. It does seem to be, like I say, the modern way, or it's going in that direction for a lot of teams. So in terms of the black caps, perhaps seems like it, it is the best thing to, to not only do this with the captaincy, but also to be start considering it and talking about it with the coaching as well. Oh, maybe that's the solution for the All Blacks. <laughs> Perhaps. And, anyway, also while we're sticking with cricket, some other news today of interest in New Zealand cricket fans, yeah? Yeah, so this is about Spark Sport, and Spark Sport, of course, has had its ups and downs, and people that have been uh, <laughs> at various levels of uh, satisfaction with, with the streaming service during its, uh, during its time. 
but Spark Sport has the rights for all the Black Caps, White Ferns and domestic matches played here in New Zealand. So it's big for New Zealand cricket fans. That's where they watch the Black Caps when they and the White Ferns when they play in New Zealand. A report today of a deal that Spark Spark are going to offload Spark Sport to TV. NZ. Now, Spark uh, did um, put out a statement on this. They confirmed they are in discussions with TVNZ, but they say it's about a potential content partnering agreement. So, if it's not partnering, if it's partnering, sorry, and it's not a sale, then does that mean you need two different subscriptions? You need Spark Sport and you need TVNZ if you're watching some sports on one service and other sports on another another service. If, if it's not a straight sale of of everything that Spark Sport has to TVNZ. Do you then need another, yeah, another app, another streaming service, and the you know, the or are they offloading list? it? In, if they offloading it in some way because it's too much trouble for them, and who who actually has the infrastructure to film and um, and things like that it becomes an interesting proposition. These are the other things with these streaming services and buying these rights, they have to find a way to film it and the production that comes with it as well. So, obviously, Spark are you know thinking about what's best for them in that sense. So. It'll be interesting. It's not just cricket as well. It's Formula One is a big one for yep. them. You know, people just want simple. You hear people complaining and get frustrate, being frustrated with these things yep. quite a bit. When the death wheel turns up when they're trying to watch something that's yeah, live. And not on the happy. face of it, this doesn't seem like something that's making it more simple, but let's see how it pans out. Okay. Uh, and we've got our final at the Football World Cup. What do you reckon? Yeah, well, obviously that second semi-final this morning, France beating Morocco, and a bit sad. I know you're a little bit sad yeah, not to see. Yeah, I was kind of. Yeah, <laughs> not to see Morocco go through, and it would have been a great story. But I mean, they have done remarkably well to make history already, haven't they? They've got through to a first African and Arab nation through to a semi-final of the World Cup. Pretty amazing achievement, and it's still a great story with what it is because you get France against Argentina, two heavyweights, Europe against South America. Um, Messi against Mbappe, and like we talked about yesterday, yesterday that chance for Lionel Messi to to have the yeah. crowning glory moment at the end of his his international career, anyway. And a final like this sort of gives us a tournament where we've had the best of both worlds. We've had those upsets, some exciting games throughout, but in the end, we've got two powerhouse football nations in a World Cup final, which I think is you know a pretty good result for football fans, sports fans around the world. And would you like to give us a prediction, Clay? <laughs> uh, or a hope? Yeah. Uh, no, not really. I, don't, I honestly don't really mind. Um, I'm going to stick with Argentina. I think I've I've said it the last, well, this week as well, Argentina, that it yeah, just has an element up, of... We have to get up early for this one, don't we, Clay? It's four like... o'clock Monday morning. So, yes, it is a World Cup final, though. So I'm sure the people that really want to watch won't have too much of a problem dragging themselves out of bed. Good one, Clay. Thank you. Clay Wilson with Sport there.